section thirty eight part two chapter four of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four near the sacred grotto argensola had found a new occupation even more exciting than marking out the map of the manoeuvres of the armies i am now devoting myself to the taube he announced it appears from four to five with the precision of a punctilious guest coming to take tea every afternoon at the appointed hour a german aeroplane was flying over paris dropping bombs this would-be intimidation was producing no terror the people accepting the visit as an interesting and extraordinary spectacle in vain the aviators were flinging in the city streets german flags bearing ironic messages giving accounts of the defeat of the retreating army and the failures of the russian offensive lies all lies in vain they were dropping bombs destroying garrets killing or wounding old men women and babes oh the bandits the crowds would threaten with their fists the malign mosquito scarcely visible six thousand feet above them and after this outburst they would follow it with straining eyes from street to street or stand motionless in the square in order to study its evolutions the most punctual of all the spectators was argensola at four o'clock he was in the place de la concorde with upturned face and wide-open eyes in most cordial good-fellowship with all the bystanders it was as though they were holding season's tickets at the same theatre becoming acquainted through seeing each other so often will it come will it not come to-day the women appeared to be the most vehement some of them rushing up flushed and breathless fearing that they might have arrived too late for the show a great cry there it comes there it is and thousands of hands were pointing to a vague spot on the horizon with field-glasses and telescopes they were aiding their vision the popular vendors offering every kind of optical instruments and for an hour the thrilling spectacle of an aerial hunt was played out noisy and useless the great insect was trying to reach the eiffel tower and from its base would come sharp reports at the same time that the different platforms spit out a fierce stream of shrapnel as it zigzagged over the city the discharge of rifles would crackle from roof and street every one that had arms in his house was firing the soldiers of the guard and the english and belgians on their way through paris they knew that their shots were perfectly useless but they were firing for the fun of retorting hoping at the same time that one of their chance shots might achieve a miracle but the only miracle was that the shooters did not kill each other with their precipitate and ineffectual fire as it was a few passers-by did fall wounded by balls from unknown sources argensola would tear from street to street following the evolutions of the inimical bird trying to guess where its projectiles would fall anxious to be the first to reach the bombarded house excited by the shots that were answering from below 
and to think that he had no gun like those khaki-clad englishmen or those belgians in barrack cap with tassel over the front finally the tauba tired of manoeuvring would disappear until tomorrow ejaculated the spaniard perhaps tomorrow's show may be even more interesting he employed his free hours between his geographical observations and his aerial contemplations in making the rounds of the stations watching the crowds of travellers making their escape from paris the sudden vision of the truth after the illusion which the government had been creating with its optimistic dispatches the certainty that the germans were actually near when a week before they had imagined them completely routed the taubes flying over paris the mysterious threat of the zeppelins all these dangerous signs were filling a part of the community with frenzied desperation the railroad stations guarded by the soldiery were only admitting those who had secured tickets in advance some had been waiting entire days for their turn to depart the most impatient were starting to walk eager to get outside the city as soon as possible the roads were black with the crowds all going in the same directions toward the south they were fleeing by automobile in carriages in gardeners carts on foot argensola surveyed this hegira with serenity he would remain because he had always admired those men who witnessed the siege of paris in eighteen seventy now it was going to be his good fortune to observe a historical drama perhaps even more interesting the wonders that he would be able to relate in the future but the distraction and indifference of his present audience were annoying him greatly he would hasten back to the studio in feverish excitement to communicate the latest gratifying news to desnoyers who would listen as though he did not hear him the night that he informed him that the government the chambers the diplomatic corps and even the actors of the comedie francaise were going that very hour on special trains for bordeaux his companion merely replied with a shrug of indifference desnoyers was worrying about other things that morning he had received a note from marguerite only two lines scrawled in great haste she was leaving starting immediately accompanied by her mother adieu and nothing more the panic had caused many love affairs to be forgotten had broken off long intimacies but marguerite's temperament was above such incoherencies from mere flight julio felt that her terseness was very ominous why not mention the place to which she was going in the afternoon he took a bold step which she had always forbidden he went to her home and talked a long time with the concierge in order to get some news the good woman was delighted to work off on him the loquacity so brusquely cut short by the flight of tenants and servants the lady on the first floor marguerite's mother had been the last to abandon the house in spite of the fact that she was really sick over her son's departure they had left the day before without saying where they were going the only thing that she knew was that they took the train to the gare d'orsay they were going toward the south like all the rest of the rich and she supplemented her revelations with the vague news that the daughter had seemed very much upset by the information that she had received from the front 
someone in the family was wounded perhaps it was the brother but she really didn't know with so many surprises and strange things happening it was difficult to keep track of everything her husband too was in the army and she had her own affairs to worry about where can she have gone julio asked himself all day long why does she wish to keep me in ignorance of her whereabouts when his comrade told him that night about the transfer of the seat of government with all the mystery of news not yet made public desnoyers merely replied they are doing the best thing i too will go to-morrow if i can why remain longer in paris his family was away his father according to argensola's investigations also had gone off without saying whither now marguerite's mysterious flight was leaving him entirely alone in a solitude that was filling him with remorse that afternoon when strolling through the boulevards he had stumbled across a friend considerably older than himself an acquaintance in the fencing club which he used to frequent this was the first time they had met since the beginning of the war and they ran over the list of their companions in the army desnoyers inquiries were answered by the older man so-and-so he had been wounded in lorraine and was now in a hospital in the south another friend dead in the vosges another disappeared at charlois and thus had continued the heroic and mournful roll-call the others were still living doing brave things the members of foreign birth young poles english residents in paris and south americans had finally enlisted as volunteers the club might well be proud of its young men who had practised arms in times of peace for now they were all jeopardizing their existence at the front desnoyers turned his face away as though he feared to meet in the eyes of his friend an ironical and questioning expression why had he not gone with the others to defend the land in which he was living to-morrow i will go repeated julio depressed by this recollection but he went toward the south like all those who were fleeing from the war the following morning argensola was charged to get him a railroad ticket for bordeaux the value of money had greatly increased but fifty francs opportunely bestowed wrought the miracle and procured a bit of numbered cardboard whose conquest represented many days of waiting it is good only for to-day said the spaniard you will have to take the night train packing was not a very serious matter as the trains were refusing to admit anything more than hand luggage argensola did not wish to accept the liberality of julio who tried to leave all his money with him heroes needed very little and the painter of souls was inspired with heroic resolution the brief harangue of gallieni in taking charge of the defence of paris he had adopted as his own he intended to keep up his courage to the last just like the hardy general let them come he exclaimed with a tragic expression they will find me at my post his post was the studio from which he could witness the happenings which he proposed relating to coming generations he would entrench himself there with the eatables and wines besides 
he had the plan just as soon as his partner should disappear of bringing to live there with him certain lady friends who were wandering around in search of a problematical dinner and feeling timid in the solitude of their own quarters danger often gathers congenial folk together and adds a new attractiveness to the pleasures of a community the tender affections of the prisoners of the terror when they were expecting momentarily to be conducted to the guillotine flashed through his mind let us drain life's goblet at one draught since we have to die the studio of the rue de la pompe was about to witness the mad and desperate revels of a castaway bark well stocked with provisions end of section thirty eight